0: welcome to kingdom perspectives my name is simone turner and it's my privilege to host you for today's podcast kingdom perspectives is all about getting god's perspective on life culture and ministry in a world of increasing noise and deception we need to cut through the confusion and complexity of the times we live in and get god's perspective on our lives I encourage you to click on the subscribe button to automatically receive this podcast on a weekly basis. Also, if you'd like to leave us a brief review, that would be a great blessing to us. Well, today we have Pastor Corey Turner joining us, and we are in a different studio today, Pastor Corey. We are. During lockdown, we have got our own makeshift studio in the cinema room at home. Yes, we do. Might sound a little bit different to normal.
1: You've got to adapt and innovate. Well, we are. (coughs) Yeah.
0: We're being adaptable. We're being flexible. We are. And uh, it's just real fun. I get to have a go at being your host instead of the beautiful Stacey.
1: You're doing an amazing job.
0: Thank you so much. So last week we talked about the prophetic and this week we're going to talk a little bit about hearing God's voice, which is such a great topic for every single Christian, every follower of Jesus, to know how God speaks to them. Mm. Um, And so I'm looking forward to this today. But let's start with why is God hearing, sorry, why is hearing God's voice so important?
1: I think it's important we talk about this because hearing God's voice is a real entry point into all things prophetic but every single believer can hear God's voice. John 10:27 right. Jesus says, "My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me." So it's a promise uh, to believe that we can hear God's voice. And one of the primary areas of attack in our lives is our spiritual capacity to hear God's yeah. voice. And the reason for that is Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There is this direct correlation between our faith... And our hearing of God's Word. And so it's a dangerous place to be when we can't hear God's voice. We're left to depend upon our own humanity. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah tells us that our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? So if we can't hear God's voice and God's Word and we're left to depend upon our own hearts, we are going to be more lost than a goose in a hailstorm. And um, It's it's, it's it's very lost. And it's a dangerous place to be. And so, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that hearing God's voice is actually a skill that you develop. Um, It's not something that you are uh, just innately born with, even though we all have a capacity to Mm -hmm. worship God, relate to God, and to um, pray. I think that it's something that we have to develop In our walk with God and hearing God's voice will save us from a life of sure boredom and self-destruction. I remember hearing a story um, of a pastor friend of mine whose er early mentoring years, uh, a mentor was a merchant sailor who in fact um, was one of the potential passengers on the Titanic. And as this uh, merchant sailor stood at the entrance to the Titanic, he was a believer and he heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say, don't go. And it was that loud. It resonated right through him that he he just felt this overwhelming sense that something terrible was going to happen. And so he literally turned around And walked back down the plank and didn't go onto the boat. And obviously, he ended up saving his life. So I I think that um, hearing God's voice is not just about you know uh, understanding uh, what should we do for our holidays or you know what where where should we go and um, uh, invest our finance as important, super important as that is. But it's actually about a life-or-death reality in the believer's life.
0: Wow. That's huge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, To have that kind of experience and encounter uh, saved his life, so yeah, absolutely. Um, God's always got uh, He's ready to speak, so um, learning how to hear His voice is so important. What would you say are some of the obstacles to hearing God's voice?
1: Yeah, I think um, the enemy uh, uses several weapons to attack our hearing. Some of the more common strategies firstly just begins with the distractions of everyday life. I think some of us are so distracted by our iPhones and iPads, we've got no time for the great I am, which was um, no pun intended there. Which was <laughs> <coughs> Jesus. Uh, he is the original Apple product. Now, if you've got a Samsung, just put that away because it will probably blow up uh, in your hands. Wow, um, Kai, but,
0: uh, Kai, yeah, that's, CL.
1: that's a shout out for my EA, Kai, CL. <laughs> Um but but I think that. Uh, All of us would have to agree, particularly during this uh, COVID season of restrictions, that our screen time has increased and we are more easily distracted. And research tells us that the average attention span of a human being now is about eight seconds. Well, that's only one second less than a goldfish. So we have less attention span than a goldfish. That's
0: good news, isn't it? And
1: our technology does not help. That dynamic. So I think um, distractions of everyday life, if you are able to develop the fruit of self control in partnership with the Spirit and begin to focus yourself, you're already ahead of the game. As well as that, I think another weapon that the enemy uses are the opinions of people around about us. And I remember uh, hearing someone say one time, opinions are like armpits. Everyone's got one and most of them stink. (laughs) Definitely not in this room at the moment. No one here. Uh, We're smelling very aromatic. And um, (laughs) 2 Kings (laughs) 18.21... says how long will you go limping between two different opinions when you live your life wow for th- th- in between two different opinions uh, opinions of the world opinions of loved ones opinions of friends as important as that is you tend to just limp along in life but when you begin to get a clear defined word from god it cuts through the noise it yep. cuts through the complexity and it helps you make some real decisions for your life i think the other strategy the enemy uses is the lies of deception we believe about god and ourselves Mm. and it's important that we remember satan is the father of lies his strategy is to plant seeds of doubt about who god is and what god's word says in our hearts and so that's why the Bible says in 1 John 4, 1, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Now, biblically, there can only ever be one of three voices speaking to us at any one time. Mm-hmm. Now, if this podcast was being hosted by a psychiatrist, uh, they would say, if you're hearing any voices, then maybe we need to book an we appointment with them. Yeah, yeah, we need sure. to talk. But from a biblical perspective, a spirit center perspective, there are three voices. Firstly, it's the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the voice of the Holy Spirit is characterized by life. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, life in all of its fullness, life in all of its abundance. Even when I've found uh, the Holy Spirit is correcting me or rebuking me for something, it's in order to produce the fruit of life in me. It's not to punish me or to hurt me. It's because he's got something better in mind for me. So we don't need to be afraid of the voice of the Holy Spirit because the voice of the Spirit will always lead you into life the second voice that often speaks to us obviously is the voice of Satan the enemy and that's characterized by lies the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and so the enemy only ever speaks to us for his own selfish gain to hurt us to enslave us to control us to condemn us to shame us to cripple our relationship with God and so when we buy into his lies It it places a wedge between us and God and impacts how we see God. The third voice biblically that we hear is the voice of our flesh. And this is a voice that we probably all heard this morning when we woke up, and it said, sleep in a little bit longer. Too
0: cold, too cold Too cold morning.
1: in Melbourne, two degrees this morning. Uh, but it's a voice that's characterized by laziness. Right. And all of us would be very familiar with this voice, be it with uh, our diet, nutrition, be it with our uh, own uh, self-discipline patterns of uh, learning or devotional time or uh, exercise, whatever it may be. We all hear that voice, and that voice, for many of us, can be really an overwhelming voice in our lives.
0: Yeah, I remember your mum used to say all the time uh, to keep within whispering distance of Jesus, and it's that picture that we need to be close in order to be able to hear the voice of God right. That he's not um, yelling at us but that it's, it's a picture of intimacy That yeah. we need to be side by side Heart to heart type of thing And you've talked about the different voices That we can hear Within our world yep. um, How do we discern which is God's voice You talked about the three then But how do we discern Have you got any tips, any advice On how we can actually discern Which is God's voice
1: I think it begins with um, uh, being utterly convinced that we can hear God's voice. Because often the voice of the enemy and the voice of our flesh is so loud, it tends to drown out the voice of God. So it comes back to our own faith. When Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, that's a promise to believe. And Jesus can't lie. He actually wants you and I to to hear his voice even more than he wants us. To, well, he wants to speak to us even more than we yeah, want to hear his voice. Absolutely. So the word hear occurs 1,300 times in the Bible, and it's an important word. What you hear uh, impacts what you do, and it determines yeah. the fruit of your life. And uh, I've been um, amazed at how I can be in a congregation preaching the word, And two people listening to the same word in the same service produce two different types of fruit. What is that about? It comes back to not only their faith, but the condition of their heart in which they receive the word. Mm. And so the parable of the sower in the Bible is all about how the condition of your heart determines not only how you hear the word, but the fruit of that word uh, being reproduced in your life. And so I remember being in Calcutta, India, and I visited... I oh, uh,
0: love that trip, didn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a few... Story for another funny, time. That's a story for another time. A few funny <laughs> stories from Calcutta, India. Um, but we're in Mother Teresa's ministry center and where her body was buried. And uh, there was a picture on the wall near her grave with her having her morning devotions. And there was a, this caption underneath the photo that said, Mother Teresa, what do you do when you pray? And the, her response was, I listen. And I think our prayer lives may need a paradigm shift from talking to listening. Um, There's lots of areas in the Bible that encourages us to petition, to talk, to intercede, to cry out to God. But there's also another dimension where we need to listen. Mm. Uh, And and so I love this quote that says, listen or your tongue will keep you deaf. And I'm sure that we've (laughs) all been... (laughs) in uh, a conversation with someone that we thought it was a conversation but it actually was a monologue and it was a one-way conversation and they were talking the entire time and you can't get a word in sideways and i think that's like some of us with god we talk and talk and talk and it's not like God is up in heaven going, wow, I'd never heard that before. No. I didn't know that, that uh, revelation. Um, let me get my journal out and take notes. I think that God has actually got a whole lot more to say to us than we have to say to him. So I think it comes back to not only having faith to believe yeah. that we can hear God's voice, but it's understanding the, the importance of a lifestyle of intimacy
0: right
1: you ask the question how do we discern b- between these voices mm. well just as bank tellers used to detect in the uh, old school days counterfeit notes not by studying all the different ways that you can uh, forge a note but by actually studying the genuine and the true so well Great. that when error passes before their eyes they know instantly that something yeah. isn't right the more time we spend with the way, truth, and the life, the more we're going to be able to discern the voice of the spirit from the voice of the flesh, from the True. voice of the enemy in our lives. And I think one of the greatest things that can get in the way of our intimacy is we want God like we want fast food takeaway in the driveway yeah. at McDonald's. Yeah. We sort of want to serve cheap and nasty uh, immediately, quickly and we don't realize that um, walking with God is a moment-by-moment daily lifestyle where we, over the slow journey of our lives, we uh, draw nearer and nearer to the heart of God.
0: That's so good. There's no shortcuts to this. Knowing God's character knowing His nature, understanding who He is, is all a part of being able to recognize His voice. And uh, I think that's um, so true, and and there's no way that we can escape that. So what would you say uh, hearing God's voice must be accompanied by?
1: I think it's important that um, hearing God's voice doesn't just become uh this journey of us in our insulated bubble by ourselves and it's all simply about the exchange of intimacy. yeah that is where it begins yeah um, and that's primary but I really do believe that hearing God's voice must be accompanied by obedience Great. Jesus said, not only my sheep hear my voice, I know them, which is all about intimacy, but he said they follow me. This is all about having a heart, to obey, and I think a lot of believers are informed, educated, but not always obedient. We hear more than we put into action. Yeah. Consider the Apostle Peter stepped out of a perfectly working boat. Mm. There was no need to to walk on the water, but he did so because he heard one word, yeah. and Jesus said to him, "Come." Mm. And out of that one word, Peter was able to defy the laws of gravity and actually walk with Jesus on the water, but it required obedience. There were 11 other disciples on that boat and they saw Jesus walk on water. They heard the word, but they didn't obey. Mm -hmm. But only Peter got to have the testimony of that miracle. And Jesus did not say greater knowledge than this will you know. He said greater works than these will you do. Mm. And so a greater works lifestyle actually requires you to be willing to step out on a 10 cent whisper from heaven rather than waiting for a $100 uh, note in your hand before you do anything. And many of us are waiting for this burning bush moment before we ever do anything whereas we actually as we uh, learn to discern the voice of god be sensitive to his voice we need to be willing to be obedient to Mm. step out Mm. and as we step out that 10 cent revelation will compound with interest and will begin to multiply and produce a great harvest in our lives and i think at the end of the day if there's anything that I could pass on to us about hearing God's voice, it's simply wrapped up in this idea. Voice recognition is a byproduct of relationship with God. It all comes back to uh, walking with God, mm. intimacy with God, relating to God, and then out of that, having a heart to obey and following what God has asked us to do. And I had a, um, both of us, we had an uh, uh an unusual experience back many years ago with one of our kids, our middle son Zach. We were at the Royal Melbourne show mm. and we lost Zach in the crowd.
0: Oh, I think it was you. You had his hand in. Well, you? I think
1: you had something to do with it too, but we yeah. sure I was with the other two. Okay, it was me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bad dad day. So um, we actually lost our son Zach in the crowd. Of, of which we've now repented of, particularly Sim. <laughs> and, um, on your behalf. And about 15 minutes <laughs> went by and we were obviously quite upset and distraught. And I started to run around the, the show crying out, calling out his name and um, looking like an idiot, but I just simply didn't care because I was concerned uh, for his well-being. Now, on that day, there were thousands of people. There were lots of noise, music, distractions. But all of a sudden, out of the crowd, our son, Zach, ran towards us with tears in his eyes. And as he wrapped his arms around me, he said, Dad, I could hear you calling out my name. And there's just something powerful about when you uh, have a relationship with someone, you you come to recognize their voice. And the same is with God. In Revelation 3.20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. God is knocking on the door of our hearts today. He wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to know who we are uh, according to his word. He wants us to walk in the, the fullness of our calling and our purpose. He wants us to obey him because he knows best what is in store for our lives. But it's going to come back to voice recognition as a byproduct of walking with Him daily.
0: Yeah, I think that's a beautiful picture of our relationship with God as our Father, that uh, He is ready and waiting for us to listen and to hear. And it's also, um, as as you're talking about uh, some of those aspects about hearing god's voice i'm thinking about even you know our own relationship with him is about our trust in him yeah and hearing his voice there's there's an element of trust there that we can trust his voice and then when we have to step out in obedience that we can trust that he will be with us he won't abandon us he won't leave his word um and so that's um something really encouraging for us today So thank you, Pastor Corey, for sharing with us. You you. actually do have a couple of books too that you want to let everybody know
1: about. Yes, so two books, one, The Supernatural Life and the second, Prophetic Vision. Both books are byproducts of my own walk with God and journey in understanding the power of the Holy Spirit and how that applies in our lives, as well as understanding the importance of vision in leadership, ministry and life. And you can access those resources through just connecting our resource center at numa.church.com. So hopefully that'll be a blessing for you. And also uh, currently writing a third book on kingdom culture due to be out early 2021. So make sure you look out for that as well.
0: That's a COVID project you're doing there?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, fabulous. I love it. (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, thank you for joining us today, listening to Kingdom Perspectives from the Turner home. I'm Simone Turner, and it's been my privilege to host you today. I encourage you to click on the subscribe button to automatically receive this podcast on a weekly basis. Also, if you'd like to leave us a brief review, that would be a great blessing to us. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I invite you to join us again next week for another edition of Kingdom Perspective as we get God's perspective on life, culture and ministry. Remember, in all that you do, seek first the kingdom of God.